Good evening, Metal Faithful. It is I, your mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radelich. And this is the second-to-last Metal Hammer of Doom before we become the Metal Hammer of Doom jukebox video only. Uh, tonight, we are reviewing Clutch, Sunrise on Slaughter Beach. Uh, it's the 13th studio album. It was released on September 16th through the band's own Weathermaker Music. It is the first studio album since Book of Bad Decisions in 2018, making it their longest gap between studio albums. And I am joined by Clutch Superfan in his own right, Jesse Starcher. How do you do, sir? Wow, I didn't know it was the longest gap between albums. Uh, that's what a pandemic will do to you, though. <laughs> that's uh, that's and and the thing is, is that. It, there, it's a debate as to whether this could be considered an album or not, as short it is it as it is. But yeah, we'll so, talk about that here in a few. Yeah, let me bring on the metal Cooper, Robert Cooper. How do you do, sir? I am splendid. I will say though, I think we can count this one as an album, considering the amount of punk bands that have quote unquote albums. <laughs> <They'll> barely clock <laughs> in at like thirty minutes per album. All right, so between Psychic Warfare and Book of Bad Decisions, there was a three-year gap. Between Earth Rocker and Psychic Warfare, there was a two-year gap. Between Strange Cousins from the West and Earth Rocker, see, see, they're saying Strange Cousins from the West came out in two thousand nine, and Earth Rocker was twenty thirteen. So that's four years as well. The thing is, is that we had a lot of content from this band sure. in between. You know, yeah. we how many concerts did we were we able to go to? Uh, you know, Earth, online four. Yeah, virtually. Four, four, it was like four during that period. Right, right. Uh, and plus, there was, if you look at the releases, they were releasing like song, a song here and a song there. Uh, I mean, I think they did a, a version of Willie Nelson that was great. They released Fortunate Son. There was a ton of stuff that was going on in between uh, then and now. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, as, as long as it may look on paper, there isn't a drought of great clutch content. Yep. All right. Um, I have to say, I listened to this album and I love clutch and I'm looking forward to seeing them a week from tomorrow when we record this. So I'm seeing them uh, September. I wonder, wonder, do, 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 dick. Um, September 27th. And we're recording this on the 19th, uh, dating ourselves. But <clears throat> I have to say, we, uh, we did that whole like ranking of Clutch albums for the last Metal Hammer of Doom Extra for this. You can find that video um, on YouTube and in the webpage for this review for uh, Slaughter Beach. And I'll tell you, had we had to include this album, this might... This would have been probably one space above Strange Cousins from the West. Maybe it might be their worst album. Wow, you and I are on the same page, sir. <laughs> Woo! I was High five! the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, I this was is, thinking the same thing. This is not... See, it's not bad. It, it's just not distinct. Like, this sounds like a Clutch album. Yeah. You know? Describe to me a Clutch album. Well, boy, do I have one for you. Yeah, like... <laughs> the, the, hey, like, I need to know... Like, what is the quintessential Clutch sound? Slaughter Beach. That's it. That the whole thing is... That's what Clutch sounds like. But mm -hmm. here... But, and I was, so I was driving with um, my, uh, my new friend, Kelsey... And she was like, I've never really heard this band that you're dragging, uh, you're dragging us to. There's myself, Melissa, um, her boyfriend, Chris, and his girlfriend, Kelsey. And um, 
she, you know, so we were driving back. I was driving with Kelsey in my car, and Chris and Melissa were in the other car. We were driving back from the beach. She's like, "All right, play some clutch for me because I have no idea who the hell these people are that you're dragging us to this concert." And I played them, and she's like, "They sound like a bar band," which I thought was a really hilarious like description of them. Like, this sounds like the bar band. Any bar band? No, mm-hmm. just the bar band. <laughs> Where any bar you walk into, it's them. <laughs> Great. Yeah, um, I, I, I could probably, <clears throat> I can see where she'd uh, definitely come up with that. Uh, they, they remind me of, they have a, a distinct kind of rock sound to them. Yes. Uh, you know, that's, so yeah, I can see where she's going. So my, my point is like, but I was telling her, like, if you listen to Bill Street from Oblivion, to Bill Street, from Bill Street to Oblivion, Robot Hive Exodus, Blast Tyrant, those are three distinctly different albums. Oh, yeah. And if you compare them to, like, Elephant Riders, Self-Titled, and Transnational, those are three different, distinctly different albums. And they're all distinct from the more newer stuff. So there's, like, no two Clutch albums are really the same. They started getting, not samey, but they definitely started to, like... This is this, we are clutch and this is what we sound like with psychic warfare. But then, Book of Bad Decisions, like they're writing songs about fucking crab cakes. And then you have In Walks oh. Barbarella, and like it was a oh. very distinctly different album from Psychic Warfare. Like, so there's like the Strange Cousins from the West, Psychic Warfare, this one that all kind of sound like this is the clutch album. Mm-hmm. And this is the least distinctive of any clutch album I've heard. And I think. The reason why I would be willing to place it one space above Strange Cousins is I think there are more rock and heavy songs on this one than there are on Strange Cousins. But I, I'd have to go back and listen, like compare and be like, which one of these do I hate the most? Right. Um, well, if you guys got nothing to add, then we'll get into the first three tracks here. This is going to be a short... <laughs> this is yet again going to be probably short night unless we start pulling on each other's wieners because there's only nine songs here and the whole album is freaking 33 minutes long. I mean, don't tempt me. <laughs> you, you, oh, God, Coop, do you have a story for us? Because if you had a story for us, you were supposed to tell us on the Metal Hammer of Doom Extra, not now. Well, I mean, to be fair, when do I not have a story? It's true. Well, if you can think of one where some guy sticks his dick where it doesn't belong, let me know. In the meantime, we'll go ahead and uh, switch some settings here. Uh, we got first three tracks on here are Red Alert, Boss Metal Zone, Slaughter Beach, and Mountain of Bone.
That's my play party name, Jesse. Mountain of Bone. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I roll up on the private play party, or or I go to the uh, the party house. Rick Flair is yelling about Space Mountain. <laughs> Mark Rattle is just going. Huh, who wants who wants to climb my mountain of bone? <laughs> All right, we're, we're um, going to a kid and play party though. Oh my god. Kid and play. Good one. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. So those first two songs, Red Alert, like that you know, that's a good get the mosh pit going song. Slaughter Beach, we talked about it when we did the Metal Hammer of Doom Extra. That's that slow groove that Clutch does, that slow march. And then, you know, Mountain of Bone sounds okay. I mean like all three here's the thing, and, and I wanna make sure I say this before we go too far. Um it's not that it's a bad album. It's that the clutch is always so good that unless they really do something distinctive or there's there's an element or a layer to the music that makes it stand out, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's great. It, it, it's like, not going to stay with me, though. Like The Godfather Part 3. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, I mean, you got the first two, and they're like some of the best of all time. Like The Godfather mm-hmm. Part 3 is just not as good. Sure. It doesn't mean it's necessarily bad it's just not the other ones it's, it's fair which, which i mean this album is definitely not the godfather part three quality but you, you, you get me <laughs> it's fair what do you think jesse these first three tracks i really wish the blueprint of this album was modeled after the first two songs mm-hmm. red alert slaughter beach two of my favorite off of here i really enjoyed it mountain of bone has some promise but it, i don't think it lives up to what we got in the first two songs mm-hmm. so yeah for these first three i'm like okay you know there's some promise to this album i'm hoping it keeps it up you know i'm i'm okay with it i i think for me personally clutch can slow it down and i can enjoy it but they can only do that so much so it depends on if we're going to get any real slow songs on this album if I'm going to be upset with it in any way. So as far as these first three, I don't think I'm seeing any of that. Um, and I'm enjoying what I got in the first two. I think we kicked it off great. So I'm so far. I'm pleased. All right, Jesse, we're going to play the next three tracks after we hear from Coop. Um, and when we do, I want to know what the angry metal guy thinks about all this. Okay. I'll let hey, you know. this is the second to last time I'm going to ask you what the angry metal guy thinks about all this. <laughs> I'm I need sure to upset. have an angry metal guy like segment of the jukebox. Maybe, maybe I don't know. What, what, uh, what do you What do you think about that, Jesse? Are you ready to say goodbye to the angry metal guy? Or like, no, we have to somehow like we have to somehow jam him into the jukebox. Oh, oh, I don't know. There's a possible, there's a possible reason to bring him back. Uh, I'm sure of it. At some point, we will need to invoke his name once again. While I don't dan- know when. While dancing it'll, it'll merrily, probably happen. While, while dancing merrily around a drum set. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's how you summon the, the angry I metal guy. <laughs> <laughs> Beating the dick upon the drums. <laughs> All right. Speaking of beating his dick on drums, Robert Cooper, first three tracks. You know, I mean, Step Brothers did it pretty well with the ball sack, so I just really feel like I had to, I had to follow it up, you know? Oh, man. I oh, watched boy. that movie for the first time about three weeks ago. What'd and I came, a, I came away with it going, this was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Stupidest movie. It's So many people talk about it. And I just remember telling Kira, Kira wanted to watch it, and I was like, I cannot believe what was going on. And I should have known better with Will Ferrell and... Um, John C. Riley. Thank you. I about said William H. Macy. I'm like, that's not him. What? Uh, <laughs> but I mean, anyway, stupid to movie. Be fair, it was the fucking Catalina wine mixer. Oh boy. Like it, that the movie is kind of dumb. Catalina not, wine mixer. I'm not gonna lie. Like Will Ferrell is good for me in like quotes and bits, but like he's not my favorite. Uh, yeah, like, I, I don't want to get too much on a tangent here, but like. I like Will Smith, the dramatic... Will Smith. I like Will Ferrell, the dramatic actor. Will Ferrell, the comedian, is a is kind of like Chris Farley, where he has the one thing he does, but it, it makes idiots laugh. So, like, Will Ferrell's whole thing is screaming at the top of his lungs into the camera like he's Sam Kinison. So he's big, he's tall, he's goofy, and he screams. And for some odd reason, that makes people laugh. Like, he's not, like, 
insightful in any way or like really funny like that. He's j- he's like comically acting. And so like Elf, right? Elf is a really great example of this where Elf is a cute enough story, but why every why it's so memorable is because he's screaming it's it, you know, he's this 40-year-old man who's 8 feet tall screaming it's Santa. You know. <laughs> yeah. Me- Adam Sandler yeah. was kind of the same way for me. We're like, you know, like everyone loves Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison and some of like the and I like some of the, you know, the up, you know, the big Adam Sandler stuff like Wedding the Wedding Singer and The Longest Yard and all that and um The Waterboy, but like the ones that everyone loves like the early early Adam Sandler, I hated those movies because like his humor was again another one where it's just like I'm going to make a funny voice and act like a complete asshole and p- college men will think this is hilarious. Little and that's Nicky. largely how he got by. We, yeah. qu- we quote so many Adam Sandler movies around here. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times me and the wife say sorry nipples over and over to each other. <laughs> sorry nipples. Sorry, nipples. <laughs> that's uh, that's a Captain Nick or Captain Nicky. That's a uh, little Nicky. Uh, where uh, oh, I, I wish I could remember who it was. It's um, Ron Howard's brother. What is his name? Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Yeah, Clint Howard is rubbing his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he runs into him a couple times, and finally, uh, Nikki just dubs him Nipples and accidentally runs in on him rubbing his nipples and says, Oh, sorry, Nipples. So from here on out, that's uh, I'm going to use it on here now. Sorry, sorry nipples. nipples. All right. Well, you should. <laughs> well, I it believe when somebody to live on, I'm when... sending you a gif immediately, by the way. So go ahead, continue. Perfect. Well, when somebody tells me sorry, Nipples, it's time to move the podcast. On. That's what I think. <laughs> Well, so here we go. The next three, the next three tracks here, we've got uh, Nosferatu Madre, Mercy Brown, and my personal favorite, We Strive for Excellence.
So, Jesse, I was saying, I don't know, you didn't hear it because I had switched over the sound, but We Strive for Excellence is the track that I selected off of this for my favorite song. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I do I like, enjoy I like that we one. Stri- yeah, I like We Strive for Excellence a lot. It's, it's like, it's a, it's a 10 seconds longer than Red Alert, Boss Metal Zone, you know, but it has that same feel to it. Because um, as much as I like the s- slower clutch stuff, you know, the stuff that gets me up, you know, that gives me my mountain of bone. Is, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> is the faster things. But speaking of Mountain of Bone, what does the Angry Metal Guy think about all this? Well, the Angry Metal Guy took a, a bit of a break from reviewing a Clutch album, apparently. So looking around the rest of the internet, though, uh, Kerrang! gave this a 4 out of 5. Our friends over at Loudersound.com gave this a 4.5 out of 5. Metacritic listed a bunch of them here. Glide Magazine giving it an 80. Sputnik Music, a 76. All Music giving it a 70. Metal Sucks, four and a half out of five. Can I, can I throw out a controversial opinion? Oh, controversial. These ratings for this Clutch album are because it's the cool thing now to like Clutch. Like, I feel like a, a couple of years ago, this isn't rated so high. But right now, Clutch is the bee's knees. Clutch is the cool guy's band. So, like, you don't want to give Clutch a bad rating. I mean, I don't disagree because I saw a lot of those ratings. And I'm like, ooh, okay, this is going to be pretty pretty dope. And, and I listened to it, and I was like, that's Clutch. Right. Right. What the hell did you just put up on TikTok? Who? You. I didn't put anything up on TikTok. I haven't put anything up on TikTok for a week. I don't know. So, I don't have Jesse a starts your source material, and then it's something that just says, like, keep reposting. And it just came up in my alerts. I know. Oh. This is you. Sorry. This is YouTube. Sorry. Somebody posted a. Sh- Let me go back. Somebody, not on TikTok, on YouTube, under your, under your YouTube name, Jesse Starcher with a source material logo, the old one. It came up as a short, <laughs> and it's like something that's like repeating over and over and over. Uh, okay, all right. Have you Let's been hacked? It. No, actually, as a matter of fact, I know who did this. Okay. Uh, th- uh, do you guys want the story as to what in the world's going on? Yeah, right. Of course. You. Does it say like uh, something about Carter Bennett? I just just keep reposting. By the way, the Metal Hammer of Doom we just did. I'm glad it's going to be a month before we we're supposed to post it for the show because it's blocked right now in all territories. Ah, hey! Wonderful. Hey, haven't had that. Wonderful. Haven't had to deal with that in a while. Damn, is Slipknot that popular? You know, well, you know what it is. It's some of these videos are protected by the copyright. Like they're not willing to let you do like reactions to them or whatever. So they they immediately ding for blocks, um, and then you have to dispute it. I mean, I eventually won the Romstein one that got blocked immediately. Um, I just I just find it funny that like I spent that one being you know kind of salty. And it's going to be a month before anyone hears it, at least. Anyway, you were saying. Uh, so I need to go take a look and see what's coming up, uh, what, what's happening there. I have, oh, that's Colton. Colton. That's my, yep, that would have been my son. Okay. I had no idea he was, po- he turned, it, he showed it to me a few days ago. I had no idea he put it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have to ask him about that, but I have, I don't know. That's my son. That's Colton, the eight-year-old, putting stuff on YouTube. Nice. Don't know why. Like his dear old dad. Yep, yep. I have no idea. I just remember him showing me that thing and saying, I turned comments off, and I'm like, okay. I didn't know it was a YouTube video he was posting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So back to the angry metal guy. Yeah, you done derailed me, Mark Radlitz. Way to go. Uh, With my my mountain of bone? (laughs) I mean, if you laid that across the track, it's going to derail something. <laughs> Goddamn um, right. <laughs> I, I want to read to you, though. the D in derail. Oh, Put ladies the D and gentlemen. Nuts. No. Oh, no. The wife said that there is uh, packages <laughs> of nuts. I swear to sold. God, he starts like the wife says, and I'm like, the wife says D's nuts. <laughs> I'm not done. She's telling me that there is apparently a product being sold over at the gas station where she works mm-hmm. it is called D's Nuts and they are packages of nuts oh yeah Fantastic. I've got these nuts before I, I, I had no idea they existed they were no clue standing. 
Did you say pickle flavored nuts? They were. I your, your I when I don't shower for a few days, I definitely have pickle. I don't even nuts. want it now. You nasty, <laughs> rad, nasty, nasty. I mean, like sometimes I just don't get up early enough to shower just for work, and I've definitely got pickle flavored nuts. Wash your dick, oh no, he pickles his prunes. I will wash my dick when there's a reason to uh, <laughs> unveil my mountain of bone. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'll do that too. I love but I'm not, I'm not whipping out, you know, I'm not whipping it out at the jail. I'm not whipping it out while I'm working. So fuck it. If I want to, if I want to walk in with pickle flavored nuts, I will. And you can't okay. stop me. All right. Are they going to do fire you? Not there that, may be least. an odor though at some point, And that's where I'm worried. I work mm-hmm. in a jail. Okay. All right. Point People taken. throw poop. <laughs> Anyway, yes, sir. Back to what we were discussing here, Coop. I think you left off with you were surprised at the high ratings that this thing was getting, and Mark was talking about how this band is starting to become like the cool thing. The cool yeah. kids are all doing it, and it's weird. I mean, one of the things we didn't mention, and I, I, I want to mention this. It may not have anything to do with what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. but. This band has been together, and you look at the lineup, nobody's changed out of it since the inception, nope. as far added, as I can tell, right? They have added, like, an organ player here and, um, you know, like, brass players there. They, you know, but we they, are they, not they, taking away from the core of what this no, group is. This this group has always been Neil Fallon, Tim Salt, Dan Mainz, and Jean-Paul Gustial. Right, um, that's right. They, so, like I said, they've added people over the years, and those people have come and gone depending on the album, depending on the tour. But the four main guys, the four horsemen, have been there through and through from day one. Day right. one. And that, and that kind of adds to the allure of right. uh, the I coolness of this band. I pointed day one to no camera. <laughs> this is audio. Uh, Mark Radlich. I'm I tell always you, sir. camera ready. Yes, you are. Uh, so let's let's look at a little bit here. I, w- I don't want to call this a negative review, but I, I will read this. This is from Metal Dash De. Now we've mm-hmm. talked about these guys in the in the past. They actually didn't rate this album. Usually they have this weird rating out of seven or something that we would usually see. But anyway, I'm going to read this. Uh, so it says, unfortunately, Clutch often fail to spice up their songs with creativity in the first half of the album. Now, it's strange because I enjoy the first half of this album. Mm-hmm. Um, we get into We Strive for Excellence, and that's probably really the only bright spot for me in the second half of this. So I kind of disagree with what they're saying here. But uh, it says, only beginning with Mercy Brown do the unique gimmicks of the record really work their way out, such as the concise atmosphere in said pieces. The scissors could have been used here, especially in the middle part, because the songs, the song feels a bit too long. Skeleton on Mars also adds a decent emphasis on the mood, the sound, thanks to the liberal space psychedelic elements that almost come from the same herb garden as Desert Mountain Tribe or Far Flung could come from. These last songs that we are going to be getting into are, as far as experimentation goes in regards to Clutch, Mm-hmm. And what we just read, I'm not into this type of experimentation. This is the kind of stuff that I'd be like, I don't like it, but my my buddy Mark might. He might like it. You want to talk to him about experimenting a little bit? He'll... No, I've done I've done some experimenting. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's where I was going. Thank you for leaning into that. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, leaned into, I, mean, I leaned into a lot of things this year. Leaned <laughs> <laughs> right up against it. Hey. Uh... <laughs> Only with consent. Uh, Only with consent. Can I tell you? So I went to this play party um, Saturday night, and I was naked in the pool, like you do. And there was this girl, and she was doing back scratches with a barbecue fork. That's her thing. That's like her gimmick. And no, it felt good, too. cooking barbecue with it? No. Apparently, this was just for play, not for food. Um, but she she does keep it by the grill. I have no idea what's going on. Hold on. That's her gimmick? Yeah, that's her thing. Like she comes so to the play so like, party, so like she's playing a role of like, hey, I'm the back scratcher lady. Yeah, I'm back scratcher, butt scratcher. Um, yeah, she's back scratcher with a barbecue fork. Okay, that's her thing. That's her kink. Okay. So Got we're it. all getting back scratches in the pool, and I kind of was just kind of like like f- like floating freely. Like I, I you know, 
first time at the party, I was already told, like, unless someone, like, directly invites you to play, don't be all up on people's shit, literally. Like, the, the, I, had to, I had to sit through, like, a fucking TED Talk on consent at the top of this party. It was fucking great, let me tell you. Um, and then we all had to introduce ourselves. So this is even better. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back to fucking Barbecue Fork Lady in just a second. But I have to tell you about the puppy girl. Jesse, do you remember? Oh, I, I shit. I should have talked about this earlier. Do you remember when we did the BDSM quiz and we were, like, talking about pets? And they're like, I just won't be a kitty cat. Like, life is too oh, hard. Yes. The rent's gone up. Yes. I won't be a kitty. Oh. I met someone. I oh, met someone. No. No. Who was like, who during introduction? So it's just like, I'm Mark, first time here. Like, I'm Barry, I'm a switch. Da, 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 da. I'm here. You're like, I'm Lola, I'm here to get my ass beat. Right? It's like that kind of a thing. She, we get to her, and she's got the dog hood on, and she's got oh, a no, tail. She's a furry. And she's like in regular clothing besides that, but she's got the dog hood on with the, with the ears. It's like a, like a Dalmatian hood, and she's got the tail. And she's like, I'm here to be a puppy. And I just want pets. And I'm like, I have to talk all night to you. I have questions. Oh, and we did. And I pet the puppy, Jesse. I pet the puppy. I want that one. Is. I want is she... a puppy. No, you don't, sir. No, <laughs> uh, no, you don't. That's what you think. But who's going to walk it? And who's going to take care of it? Having a right. puppy is a big responsibility, a little little <laughs> mister. Especially yeah, when it's also, say, dude. especially when it's also a trans person. But my, my, my point, but my point. Well, is... did they come walking <laughs> with this tail between its legs? <laughs> oh no. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> but I was. I had so many questions for this for for Tabby. That's that's the name she was going by. With. That's not her. That's not her real name, by the way. Her Tabby. Her puppy name. Her That's puppy. ironic. Uh, That's a cat breed. I yeah, was thinking, I, I was like, it would fit a little bit better with a cat. I was going to say, like, she should have gone with, like, Spot, right? But no, her name was Tabby the Puppy. And holy, and here's the thing what she said to me. I'm, I'm assuming that's what her pronouns were. I have to be very careful about these things. But let's, let's assume. She, she seemed to be presenting as a female who was also presenting as a puppy. This is a weird world we live in, and this is why the Red Chinese will win. But I digress. Um, she she was telling me she was just like, I like the energies puppy bring, and I want to bring that to others. And I'm like, that's actually kind of a sweet thing. Like, I yeah, like that. I, that's that's commendable. I could understand so that. We yeah. were talking back and forth, and she was like, like, here's who I am in real life. And then she was telling me she was trans, and she's like, I'm actually like a medical professional. I think she was like a medic or something at one point in her life and she was telling me about her dom she has one of those and then we were like okay and we were just kind of conversing back and forth and she, at the end she's like can I just lay on your lap and let you pet me and I'm like you most certainly can let me tell you how like there have been studies about the psychological effects of having a pet and just like the whole like petting your dog is actually like soothing and comforting for your mental health and now I want a human one for the same purpose like I just want to like uh-huh. watch what what if I hadn't gone to the play party but I had a human puppy and I was petting the puppy while watching the Canelo fight. See, that's the dream, right? That's somebody's dream. <laughs> I wish I had cricket sounds. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is somebody's dream. That's interesting. You don't want a human puppy. I mean, look. I you know, I'm not here to kink shame. Shame anybody from it. I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum. Mm-hmm. So you know, if that's if that's what you well, want to do, uh, then you buy a golly. <laughs> Go yep. right ahead and do her. With, only with consent. Oh, uh, yeah, so backscratcher I mean, lady. Backscratcher. Okay. So, so I'm kind. So like we're all kind of like a group of four or five, six of us are kind of just like chilling and naked in the pool, like you do. Because I mean, like, why would anyone wear a bathing suit to a pool, right, Jesse? Yeah, and, I mean, it's so paste, paste. Right. What, what what was the word? Help pastiche. Me. Um, pastiche. Sure. <laughs> there we go. So anyway. So she's giving so she's moving around a lot and she's giving everyone back scratches with the barbecue fork and she's brushed up against me like two or three times and I'm like I'm not really like trying to put myself in her way because no consent was given but I kind of like sometimes like a girl might brush up on you cuz she like wants your attention I thought that's what she was doing 
two or three minutes later, she's making out with the other girls in the pool. And I hear the guy who's with one of the women she was making out with, like, and so-and-so is a big old lesbian. And I'm like, ooh, I have, speaking of puppies, barked up the wrong tree. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> oh, Coop, man. What do you, you think of the three songs before we move on? Coop. Coop. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear the Coop part. I just heard, heard uh, the three songs before we move on. And I'm like, all right, what about them? Uh, <laughs> it's it's one of those that I actually enjoyed the beginning of this album. I think a lot more uh, than... At, I mean, where this album is really going towards. I just kind of feel like a lot of songs like Jesse and I were talking about after the, uh, I guess, the pre-show, the extra, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, really kind of felt like some of these were just kind of built around a hook. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like yeah, you built a town around a, uh, around a business that's not really going to be booming, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there's not really <laughs> enough there to warrant you having just that. Yeah, like a steel mill that's now gone out of business. Yeah, like uh, the city, like the town of Lexington in North Carolina. It was really big at the, actually it really was. It was one of the biggest manufacturing plants in the state, and then China happened. And now it's just a bunch of closed buildings everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yay! Yeah, Uh, yeah, I kind of like that. I do, I mean, it's Clutch. I enjoy Clutch. Their music's really good, but... uh, a lot of this was just kind of there. Like it yep. was, it was, de- yeah. And I like their slower stuff too sometimes, but I just didn't necessarily feel like this album really had, really had the best uh, usage yeah. of those moments. All right. Let's move on to the last few tracks here and we'll close out for the night. We've got. Babs. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Skeleton on Mars, as Jesse said before, Three Golden Horns and Jack Hammer are names.
I've pretty much summed up my thoughts on this already. It's it's a perfectly serviceable clutch album, Jesse. <sighs> that last song really like drives the nail into the just above Strange Cousins from the West <laughs> for me. <laughs> I, I uh, if you're gonna do thirty minutes only mm-hmm. for an album that okay, I'm not gonna criticize them for taking four years to put something like this out because again they've been keeping us entertained since then right but i'm just i am not impressed i I know i I know what you're trying to say this is not a very inspired album this feels almost compulsory i mean unless unless this is a direction that clutch is going to start going and i'm not going to like it which could very well happen Mm -hmm. i really (laughs) hope that that's not the case like I said, it because so a lot of there was a lot of writing that went down during COVID. Like people just like putting albums together, and you know they were like inspired by the lockdown and stuff like that, or like they were bored. Basically, this kind of feels like that. They were like, "This is just kind of what we did while we were waiting for the world to open back up again." And there's nothing more to it than that. Like it's just like oh, it's some songs we wrote that... and we threw an album together. Uh... I, I don't know. That goes both ways because you've got time to make something good at sure. that point. You've got less distractions. You could put nine look, albums out of various musical genres. Lordy. <laughs> Lordy, folks. Sweet Lordy. <laughs> I, I think if, if we have another Lordy album come out in the next five years, I still don't think I'll be ready. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what, a, right. what a year to go out on the Metal Hammer of Doom where we like half of them were Lordy albums. Oh, wow. <gasps> Oh man! So but yeah, much, I'm Lordy. No kidding. But yeah, I, I, you know, maybe it'll grow on me. Maybe there'll be a few songs on here that I really enjoy. You mm-hmm. know, you compare this to Jam Room. Like I think I saw an article that was saying, "Oh man, you know, this is, this is Jam." I think it was Neil that said this. Like this is Jam Room level stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "There's a lot more in Jam Room that I enjoyed than really on this album," um, because I honestly could do without probably three songs off of this nine song album and just Mm -hmm. left it at six and we're talking like what freaking 20 minute album at that point which take those take those songs and then throw those into uh throw them on the back burner for a little bit and come up with some really good six other songs and put together a decent really well thought out album and a brass section at least one of them, but that's it. That's that's my review. Take me home, Coop. You know, I'm kind of where you guys uh, are on this album, because honestly, yeah, like some of these songs I enjoyed, but yeah, inspired isn't exactly uh, what I would really call this album. Just like you guys said, yeah. uh, I feel like there's definitely some good licks. But calling them inspired wouldn't really be accurate. Yeah, it's it's just as I said earlier that they've had they have some good material on this album, but I don't necessarily feel like some of the good material really kind of re- reflects the overall yeah, good inspiration. I don't want to say effort because I do feel like the effort was there. Mm-hmm. It just it wasn't necessarily great, uh, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I, I I mean, I did enjoy it. I would definitely say I would listen to it a couple more times, maybe see if something changes. Can I, can I tell you, this is very Metal Hammer of Doom, though. Like, oh, we're so excited. We love this band. Eh, it's not great. Yeah. That, that is yeah. a pattern with us. It is. We we, we seem to enjoy uh, the best, the albums that uh, we didn't expect to like. Yeah. Um, yeah it, it, <clears throat> definitely a way for this to go out. <laughs> uh, going out with a whimper, as Eddie Izzard would say. All right, folks, that is the Metal Hammer of Doom, our review of Clutch Sunrise on Slaughter Beach. We are, um, we got a kind of a wacky schedule. 
<clears throat> so we did it on Monday this week because Thursday I'm going to take my wife to go buy kinky presents. Um, the following week uh, on Thursday, we're, we're recording Wednesday and Thursday because I'm going to Clutch on Tuesday. Um, and so we're reviewing the Munsters and then Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Um, the following week, uh, we're doing Blonde on Tuesday in its regular spot. And then, hey, uh, if you're like, oh, I hope that we don't have to wait too long for Mark, Coop, and, and Jesse to get together, Whiskey Rebellion with, uh, and hopefully Jeff Sloboda will be able to join us. He's our, slated to be our first guest. Um, the very first Whiskey Rebellion starts October 6th. I actually have to get with him and like remind his person um that that we're doing this but it's uh you know i've I've dabbled in this sort of thing before it's basically like just like a straight talk you know respond to the news kind of a thing whatever people want to do jesse like wants to play like 80s commercials we can do that but just bring your segments that's what i say bring your like show and tell so the whiskey rebellion 2.0 um i've i've tried this before (laughs) i did it with my friend john did it with gavin once upon a time we're gonna try it I'm going to see what happens if I try it with, like, my buddies who make me laugh and see if this, you know, actually works this time. What do you think, Jesse? Ah, I cannot wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. So the Whiskey Rebellion 2.0, Episode 1, Thursday, October 6th. And then Jesse and I are back for The Wire on the 13th. And then uh, we're skipping a week because I will be at Andrew Dice Clay with my buddy Nicole. Oh! And- oh! Hey, that fucking whore. Not Nicole. She's fine. Um... And then we're back to finish the last Metal Hammer of Doom on the 27th. Slipknot, the end so far. And then we start a whole new era just a few days later, October 30th, the Metal Hammer of Doom Jukebox Episode 1. So, uh, and we'll be doing one of those a month-ish, from what I remember. When I I wrote this schedule way back in, you know, March. (laughs) All right. um, In the meantime... Uh, tomorrow, Jesse will be back with me. We'll have and we'll have the two Canadian boys, the Can Am connection there, uh, Andrew and David Wright. We'll be talking the Orville New Horizons or the Orville Season Three, however you like it. Jesse, what do you got going on? Well, well, go back in the archive there on the Source Material Comics podcast feed. You can hear Mark Radlich and myself discussing the new Lieutenants of Metal. And we're also talking about music, as a matter of fact. Oh, we, yes, we Return of the Gag Reel was the best part. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was what I was looking forward to, the Return of the Gag Reel. Yes, indeed. Uh, so that's on the Source Material Comics feed. And then just today, me, Dean Compton, Derry Waite, got together, and the episode dropped where we discussed Ultraverse's Hard hard case number four and the strangers number four crossover. So Every if you time are a I fan of that, I kept thinking you were singing Hardcastle and McCormick. Nope, nope. It was not <laughs> Hardcastle and McCormick. It was so funny because you send me a message and like I had to move the Hardcastle thing, and I'm like, what the fuck is he talking? <laughs> like, was this a castle porno? Is that what it was? <laughs> I didn't know what he was talking about, and I was like. Oh, okay. He's talking about hard case. I had to get in there and do my research, figure out what in the world he meant. <laughs> I'm old. Fucking old man. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, hard case and the strangers. Listen, if you don't know much about the Ultraverse, the only thing you have to know is that you have to jump on now. And Dean Compton repeats that ad nauseum throughout the episode and also sprinkled in some commercials from back in the day when there were actual commercials for comic books. Uh, for the Ultraverse comic books, believe it or not. So uh, that just dropped today. And I think that's really all I have uh, planned right now, maybe in about a week or two. Uh, well, probably in a week. We have, we're have we going to try and get something there next week. But I do know Chris Armstrong and myself will be discussing Spider-Man Blue. Tim Sale, Je- uh, yeah, Tim Tim Sale, Jeff Loeb. Uh, it's going to be a, that's going to be a good discussion. That's it. That's all I got. All right, folks. Well, we'll see you in the, Depending on which show you're listening to, we'll see you in a couple of months, or a couple of weeks, rather, or we'll see you in a week or two. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Uh, for the Metal Coop, Robert Cooper, that's uh, Chesty LaRue, Jesse Starcher. Be well, be safe, and behave.